Welcome to That Being Said Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said at the same time. I love that. Episode six. Yes. Wild. Very exciting. Very, um, many, many feelings. <laughs> yes. It's been a rainy day today. Now it's not rainy. The weather where we are is just nonsensical. Oh, God. It makes me feel, like, tired. And yeah. Just, uh... It's the middle of November. <laughs> it's it December be... next week. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. It should be, like... Fucking, like... 28 30... degrees yeah. at a minimum. But, it, like, then... Even then, like... Oh, actually, no, I probably would feel a bit better than what I'm feeling right now. Oh, 28 is way better than... 28 and sunny is... Yeah. Like, oh, you dream. Your mood's, like... Oh, yeah. But then, like, when it's like this, it's, like... That's why we've got our power right here. Yeah. Electrolytes. It's just salt and sugar. <laughs> Love that for us. Alrighty. So, what's on this week's episode, Aisha? Um, today's episode will be around. How do you how do you word this? It's like a variety of. Yeah. It sort of re- correlates all together. Uh, we're gonna be talking about some things to do with the menstrual cycle. I guess attitudes that we hold around it mostly there's obviously a lot of physical aspects but there's also a lot of attitudes that Mm. I guess become there's toxic attitudes around it which in turn can continue to affect you physically when it doesn't have to yeah uh so we will be probably talking about menstruation uh we're going to try and keep the language I guess gender neutral yeah I don't guess I I know yeah we're gonna try and be mindful of keeping it um relatively neutral but just something to keep in mind if you're listening and yeah so yeah I guess um yeah I guess it's like a very big ballpark as well like mental strike and like everything else that comes with it yeah and like from whatever age that it starts for whichever person um can be either very traumatic yeah um I know for me it was <laughs> I remember like yeah so I it, it can be a lot of different things um, but yeah, I guess we'll sort of just go over that and sort of, yeah, like you said, the physical symptoms that you feel with that, which you're not really made aware of either. Yeah. Um, like growing up or being like, you know, when you start to learn about it, I know I definitely wasn't informed of all of the things that I feel and vice versa, probably for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's sort of where we'll. So specifically why I wanted to do this episode was uh, I briefly mentioned I got diagnosed with uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder and I wasn't aware that this was even a thing. Um, So to go backwards a little bit, I want to say for, I guess I started really noticing it like 18 months ago, Mm -hmm. my like moods before my period were getting bad, like it like, I knew it was, like, depressive. I was very irritable. I was angry. I was having wild mood swings. And then around the 12-month-ago mark, like, I was getting severely depressed. I was having suicidal ideation. Like, the mood swings were just getting more and more extreme. And I knew it wasn't right, but a lot of people around me and I guess the attitude I've always been brought up with and I guess, like how society and culture kind of views it I was like oh this is just normal PMS 
like in my heart of hearts, I was like, I don't think you're meant to want to kill yourself around your period. Yeah. But I was like, uh, maybe it's just like a bad month that went on for <laughs> 18 months. So I was just kind of like dealing with this in silence and I like it was embarrassing. Like the mood swings were the anger was the worst. Like I was having violent outbursts at work, like just to myself. And that was really embarrassing. Like, I mean, working in a male dominated industry, I don't really like having a lot of outward feelings. Yeah. Um, I guess I do put up like a bit of a harder exterior at work. So it's, it's hard to like have things like that happen. But it wasn't until I saw someone on Instagram talking about premenstrual dysphoric disorder where I was like, hold on a minute. These are all the symptoms I'm having and you're telling me it's not normal and that it can probably be fixed. And yeah. then, I don't know, it was just like, it was almost like a punch in the gut. I was like, why, why wouldn't someone tell me this? Why wouldn't we be like, this is what normal PMS is and this is what it isn't? Yeah. Because I feel like it's not really out of the realm of possibility to believe that, you know, you like, I guess in pop culture, it's always described as this like firestorm of uh, emotions and that it's just like, you know, oh, time of the month type thing. Like mm. you just expect to deal with it and move on. And if your mood's wild and crazy, that's just what it is. Yeah. And literally I went to the doctor and I was like, this is what I'm experiencing she had the same diagnosis in her head that I had. I was on hormonal birth control and like within a month I was, I mean, not cured, but I felt a thousand times better. I like I had anxiety coming up to my period because I knew that I was going to be like that. Yeah. So it was just making everything bad. Like it was, it was always in the back of my head that this was going to happen and it was getting really hard. Yeah. Where we're going with this is that we want to have a conversation about some of the attitudes, lack of education, and the fact that, like, a lot of times stuff like this is just dismissed. You hear stories about people with endo and stuff like that, that they're just like, oh, it's period pain, or I thought it was period pain, or I was told it was just period pain. Yeah. So I guess there's just, it's so easy to dismiss a lot of these things. And I guess one person here is that, hey, maybe I should go. Or, like, maybe they can see that pattern in themselves, but then, like, yeah. they haven't picked up on it yet. Maybe I can go get some help and do something about it. That would be, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would, like, that would be really hard to sort of, um, I guess, come to terms with as well. Um, I, I know for me, like, personally, I, like, leading up to mine, generally, it's like, yeah, like, I... I I can tell because I get quite the same, very irritable, mm. um, angry or random outbursts, uh, especially around just anyone. Um, and it, it's, it's like sort of hard to navigate. I, I like, I personally don't think I've like struggled heaps. Yeah. Well, the wild thing was like up until about that 18 month ago, Mark, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like I, yeah, I guess I just, I just get very irritable, but I can, I can tell but then sometimes I can't, I guess, because, like, I have, I, I think I have a short fuse or a short temper mm. sometimes. So, and I don't know if that's because of all my other illnesses or whatever that I maybe, like, so then I think that's, like, just might stand itself. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I guess coming around to when I am about to start 
Um, it, I do get a bit like that. Uh, for me, like I, it's, it's been a bit complex in the sense of, uh, birth control. Yeah. I, I only ever started birth control when I was 18 and it was because I had started dating. Oh, it was probably a bit before. I didn't really, like, really want to go on it, but, yeah. like, I just knew that, like, apparently, like, I had to because if, you know, I was having, wanted to start having sex, I had to, you know, protect myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, <laughs> and I, I'm, not, I'm not really even ashamed to, like, admit it. Like, I was a virgin at 18. Like, I hadn't slept with anyone. I hadn't kissed a boy. I hadn't done any of that stuff. Um, so it wasn't really on my mind too much. Yeah. And then I guess mom and I guess maybe my parents were trying to prep me, <laughs> I guess, for that. Um, but yeah, so I, I went on the, the pill. I can't remember what pill it was. Hmm. And I was actually like generally like fine on it. Like I didn't, not really many symptoms or anything like that. Not like, you know, like, you know, the symptoms like acne or weight yeah. gain or like, you know, all that other stuff that essentially is in the pamphlet, but you know, you're not, you don't really read into that either like you just sort of like oh I, I have to take this because you know it's that's what I have to do <laughs> um and then I started to notice um like certain things within myself in the sense of uh my body was reacting pretty badly in the sense of high blood pressure mm. and so high blood pressure is hereditary in my family so my blood pressure started to skyrocket and that was a bit concerning so then yeah then I obviously got monitor it for a bit and then my doctor's like yeah I think it's um I always get confused is it estrogen or estrogen or estrogen? Progesterone? No, it starts with E, I think. Estrogen. Oh, estrogen. Yeah. Um, my body can't handle mm. it. So when I have heaps of it, my uh, yeah, blood pressure. Uh, blood pressure is like one of the bigger risk factors for hormonal birth control. Yeah. So, so because of that, I had to obviously be taken off it. Yeah. And then we had to trial uh, something else, and um, it was the Nuva Ring. <laughs> For me personally, at the age of however old I was, 18, mm. I didn't feel comfortable with that because of how I had to use yeah. the contraceptive. And when I was in the doctor's office, and like I have a male doctor, and like, I, like, I, I feel quite comfortable in the sense of like he's been my doctor since birth, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, but I just went, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll do that. And then, like, we sort of booked in to get it organized hmm. or for me, like, the script and stuff. And then I left and started crying because <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to do this. Um, so I guess that's the thing as well. Like, there's all these other emotions that come with it because we're, we're brought up to believe that we are the ones that need to be taking this precaution. Yeah, we have to be careful because yeah. we might get pregnant and then our life is ruined. Yeah. Which... It, it, it's, it's such a stereotypical thing that like it's like you know us as people we have to be the ones that has to take this responsibility um and you know our body suffers that suffers under it and yeah we we're not really informed on it either that's like like for me finding birth control was really really hard mm. um i did have negative negative mood effects when i was trying other birth controls when i was um younger and you feel like a science experiment because yeah. they're just like, oh, try this one. Yeah. Maybe oh, that didn't work. Give this one a go. Like, no. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that. eventually after, I, I think I went back the next day after yeah. my little cry because I spoke to my mom. Mom's like, you know, like, she was trying to, like, reassure me. I was like, no, like, I really don't feel comfortable with it. Um, and then I went back and then uh, this is called, uh, 
what's it called? Depot Vera shot. Yeah. Now, at this stage, I must have been dating Jake. So maybe it was like a bit into dating Jake. I actually did start. It's, it's a bit all blurry. Hmm. Um, and I, I, it was probably the worst because it had no estrogen, estrogen in it. Yeah. Uh, and I remember my doctor literally saying to me, there's 50% that don't get their <laughs> period, right? Not, like, just, yep. There's 50% that, you know, they might they might get it a lot. Uh, you know, in my head, I was already like, I know. I will be that 50% that fucking gets it constantly. Mm. Sure enough, <laughs> I was in that 50%. But that wasn't the problem with this. Yeah. I had my period for nine months, Ugh. right? But it, again, it, it wasn't... It wasn't constant. Yeah. It was like spotting and all that stuff. So I had to always have something. I can't explain my mood cycle myself as a person when I was on this injection. It was a three every three months, I believe, or six weeks. So I think they say it's like six to 12 weeks, which yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. What does that even mean? Exactly. So every six to 12 weeks, I'd have to go in there, lie down, pants pulled down, uh, needle on the hip, and then on my way. Hmm. Um, and I just remember... I would be in my room crying. And like I said, like I get that I'm already a sensitive person, but this was, this was next level. Like I was crying over nothing essentially. And then Jake would walk in. He's like, Oh my God, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, but like, you're like literally like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm fine. He's like, (laughs) I remember one pill I tried that did not work for me. I literally, I have this weird thing about small spaces. Anyway, I locked myself in a wardrobe and just like screamed for a solid like 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I got very, um, I will say I, I got suicidal on it. Mm. I was not, um, in a good head space. And, but the thing is there was no, nothing else. And this is the thing I like, again, I sort of thought it was semi-normal because I was like, I was already diagnosed with depression and all that stuff. So I, I didn't know what, yeah. if it was actually that, that was making me feel that way. Uh, but then like it, it started to get next level where then because of my depression and anxiety, I started hiding what I was doing to my, like anything that I was sort of doing from my family and my partner, because I, like I, that's just like my, that's how my body was reacting to it. Yeah. And I, I thought that was normal. <laughs> I just thought it was just what was going on. Uh, and I, I guess that's the thing. Like I wasn't like, you weren't really made aware that these, this is not normal. Like you said. Yeah. And I think I've heard about other things where people have been on depot and then they're like, Oh, well my doctor said I could just take the pill at the same time to help with it. And like all these. <sighs> and this is the thing with depot. It, it's really bad for your bones. My bones. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, I can't remember. It was something about like your bones get a lot weaker on it. Yeah, it, and this is this is a thing. Like, right? I, I there is for most contraceptions. There is so many negative side effects. There is, and that's the thing. Like, my my sister, obviously, very different. I won't go into it too much because you know it's her say to if she wants to say. But she was on a pill for her acne. Yeah, and that's how that's how she first started. It wasn't because of you know if she wanted to protect herself from having sex or anything like no, that. No, I it first was, started because yeah. I was having like cramping and stuff. Yeah, and that's a lot of people do that, and that's perfect. Like. Well, we think it's perfectly normal and oh, fine this to do opens that. a whole other kettle of fish because now the thing is like, yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, and it goes into like social media, but it's a bit of a yeah. weird thing now where it's like, I don't want to say trendy because I don't think it's like a trend, yeah. but 
I think a lot more people are leaning towards uh, non-hormonal methods. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's the thing because they're, they're obviously doing it for something else. Yeah. And then, yeah, they don't get made aware of it. But then the certain contraceptive that she was on was then in the media for lots of, like, suicidal... Like, mm. A lot of people had, I guess, um, completed oh. suicide. So that's, what, you know, it was just in the media for that. And then, like, you know, I just, like, I don't get why... Like, yeah, we're like guinea pigs. Like, it's just, yeah. it's like you just sort of tested on to see, you know. And even through college and stuff, going to an all-girls school, Catholic school... It was, like, I just remember... Oh, no education. No. Like, hey, this is an option. No. That's it. (laughs) Because this is the thing, like... And it was really hard, because I remember one PE teacher in particular, she was so lovely, but she still had to sort of stick by what the school recommends when you teach. Mm. So a tampon was not demonstrated, at least for us, in class, because it wasn't considered something... Yeah. Yeah. So that that opens another whole can of worms. That's what I'm saying. There's misinformation. There's there's sometimes misinformation on stuff because they like they feel like they ethically can't ex like you know. Mm. It's just uh, yeah, and like again that has something to do with the menstruation and all that stuff because you know you don't, if you don't learn about it properly properly who are you to know if or what's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I. But we're so led to believe that like. Every negative side effect is normal and it's just part of it and you just have to deal with it and figure it out. Yeah, I, I just think that's crazy because, you know, like like I mentioned uh, episode three, whatever it was, when I had my panic attack Yeah. and I was having the chest pain, Yeah. I associated that with just it was a heart attack in my ankle. Like, that's what I associated it with. And then when the paramedic came and she was like, oh, like, you know, when, when did you start your period? And mm. I was like... Oh like, yeah, like three days ago, she goes, and then explained to me that that's actually something to do with when your menstrual cycle is beginning, Mm. that you actually get those physical symptoms. And this is the thing. I didn't know that. I'm now 25 and I just figured that out. Yeah. There was, there was all these memes going around (laughs) when people were like talking about the vaccine and they were like, um, if only you knew what was happening with people on birth control. Yeah, like... Okay. But, yeah, no, like, uh, so I had my own personal experience with that with um, dysphoric disorder, and I know so many people who have had endometriosis, and mm. they're just like, just thought it was period pain, just thought, like, the intense, yeah. undealable pain was part of it, because they'd, like, try and get admitted to hospital and stuff for intense pain, and they'd be like, oh, you're on your period. Yeah, and see, that's so wrong. Like, yeah. it's just... Uh, I don't know. I I just like <laughs> that thing where it's like, oh, it's just your period, or oh, what you're on your period. Like I I also hate that. Like yeah, like if you're in a bad mo- like bad mood or whatever, people are like oh, what you're on your period. Like I remember growing up hearing that a lot. Yeah, and it's like fuck it. Like it's they build to the stereotype anyway. Yeah, and it's like it's not just my fucking period. Like this, there's actual physical stuff going on. Like, please don't invalidate what yeah. I'm trying to say right now. Or how I'm feeling. It's the same with like any illness where people are like it's just this. It's like don't fucking try and like diffuse it or you know simmer it down to like make it less like less than what it is. It's to make them more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just wild. I don't know. Have you tried yoga? <laughs> Get a heat pack. <laughs> Fucking heat pack central. Fucking just 
Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, for me personally, when I when I got my first cycle, mm. I cried like for a week mm. and took a week off school. Oh my god! I don't know, like, I don't know why that was my reaction. I think I was just very scared. Yeah, because obviously, you know. I can't remember how... I would have been, like, year seven, I think, or year eight. I can't remember. Mm. Um, and I just was... I don't know. I, I, I was growing up, I guess. And, it like, that scared me that my body was changing. Like, I don't know why. Like, even when, like, I started to go through puberty and, you know, like, your boobs grow or, like, sorry, your chest grows. Or, like, you know, your body changes and you go through your body changing and stuff and then you have that really i know for me it was body dysmorphia because my body didn't look like what it used to and it it can be really hard to come to terms with and Mm. that again takes a effect on your mental health when it comes to your menstrual cycle because you know when you're coming up leading up to that cycle you get a bit more bloated yeah your acne flares up a little bit i know for me or like you know your skin's dry or your hair's like oily you know there's just so many little things that happens leading up to it but then again like you're not real you're not necessarily made aware of that either like you like you can inform yourself on it but yeah. like also it's like oh why is my back fucking aching like what's going on like i feel like shit yeah like we're made to inform ourselves basically yeah or like sort of figure it out and that's the thing like you know for you you sort of like stopped and then like sort of you know when you watch that and realize you're like oh no like i think i need to yeah i want to try and sort this out that's like we should you shouldn't have to wait what until now you're 24 yeah to have to figure that out yourself or like we need to be there needs to be more education i guess on it i'm you know i'm not a doctor i'm not like a, a was it a gynecologist if yeah. that even does it like you know but I, I I think that it should be made more aware of just in general society like you know it's not just I think yeah. there's like just medically there's been so many times where I've like gone to a doctor um I had another issue and I went to like a bunch of different doctors they were like do you have any STDs I was like, no, I don't have any STDs. I've been in a monogamous relationship for like seven years. And they're mm. like, do you want an STD check? And I'm like, no, I've already had a, an STD check. Like, let's let's move on from that. Why am I having this issue? And they're like, mm, don't know. Like, let's see if it sorts itself out. No, fix it. Yeah. I, I guess like it, it, it like it's hard as well when like. I guess they're dismissive of that as well. Yeah. And um, it's upsetting that it's like the medical profession and I'm meant to be able to go to them and trust them. But I don't know. Uh, I'm lucky in a sense that uh, I grew up with a doctor for a father. Mm. So I guess I kind of have an understanding of the medical profession and a bit more of an understanding of how to talk to them and like how to get what you want. But like I still should be able to go to you and be like, this is what's happening. Yeah, even yeah, without... and expect at least a little bit of validation or guidance or... or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's very frustrating to be told, "Oh, go home, take a Panadol, see what happens." Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought of that, mate. I thought and of I've that. I've been doing that for the past like however long. Yeah, um, I guess as well, like le- leading in with like our our cycles. I guess got drawing back. I guess to our body image when it comes to that um it again can be quite a toxic place for everyone um because you sort of get fixate on that stuff like i said bloating or um appearance of your skin and stuff um and growing up as well i guess you know 
it's it's been said so many times you know you see the ads for you know periods and uh pads and all like sanitary products all that sort of stuff and they're fucking jumping around like oh haha like texting my friend have me up for lunch oh no like this has happened then that you know it's like it's that's literally not what it's like but I'm not fucking jump around <laughs> like i i i think i'm like i as soon as like i know it's coming i'm just like for fuck's sake what an inconvenience yeah it's like, I mean, it's an inconvenience like i fucking like I do get like some bad period pain like mm. every couple, but f- mostly I get really tight back and mm. yeah, it's just a fucking inconvenience on my day. Mm-hmm. I also get like just I get quite intense cramps either the leading up to it. That's yeah. how I know. Um, and like it's probably about like a day or two. Um, and I guess as well, making note of you know when you're on medications, yeah, I can really mess with your cycle. Uh, and stress and all that sort of stuff is because yeah. obviously for me personally when I started my uh, antidepressants I actually like my, my period came six days early Ugh. and like <laughs> that ruined my week but like that do you know what I mean like I, again like I I wasn't really made aware of that either when I went to go get my medication no because it, do you know what actually when I went to get my medication my mm. doctor sort of said like here's what it is and you know he sort of left it up to the pharmacist to actually explain. Yeah. He's like, just like the pharmacist will sort of explain to you, uh, like anything that you might have concerns about. This is what it is. And sort of gave me a brief overview and that was it. Yeah. That was fine. But then when I went to the pharmacist and then got it, she was like, yeah, just read up on the internet. Um, like the, the symptoms, like the side effects from it. Yeah. And that was it. That was literally all that was said to me. Um, I guess because we're having this conversation, something I would like to put out into the world is that especially around young people um suicidal thoughts are an alarmingly common uh side effect of antidepressants and I don't know if I've spoken about this before but I've said before I can't be on antidepressants it's because they make me worse and I really wish someone would have told me that yeah I think that's the thing that that as well wasn't that doesn't get made aware to you and this is the thing like when for me when I, I first started it I had a few people who have been on the same one mm. and they sort of just had to keep reassuring me like if it doesn't work please know that like that's not the end of it for you like there's no there's, you there's will f- other kinds of yeah yeah and like there were some conversations where they didn't want to say it I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to freak you out because I was like ah oh, she's getting help it's really good <laughs> well this is the thing like they don't want to say it but they sort of dance around it like um just uh, you might get worse than what you are <laughs> and like i i'm sort of okay to hear that in a sense like yeah. I, I i've dealt with it what for, for i don't even know how many years like i've dealt yeah. with it for long enough that like i it sounds so bad but i've sort of learned how to manage it myself i can it sounds i can pick up when it's not really me thinking um yeah deciding that it's not me thinking has been kind of a tactic i've used yeah and to that's, work through it and that's good that you're able to have that tactic or you know strategy to know okay this is not actually how i'm this is there's something going on that's what it is yeah i can definitely get caught up in it before i can pull oh, myself absolutely back in, but, and i think yeah. a lot of people probably can because it's you know when you're in that state of mind you're in that state of mind and it, it can be really hard it can be days weeks before you sort of pull out of it yeah and i think as well just like you, especially if you have friends that are in that way it, it's good to sort of like like not reassure but sort of let them know like you're here if you need it 
uh, but still allow them to take that time because it can be really hard. Mm. And like I said, it's actually embarrassing for me personally when I like when I had to go on this because I just wasn't. Yeah. But then that's what I'm saying. It affected my mental struggle, which especially is... because you've like been dealing with it yourself for so long. Yeah, like I've I've never been medicated before. When I like when I uh, tried to get medicated, I it was quite dismissed in mm. the sense of it didn't exist because. My life didn't seem that bad, according yeah. to some. So, and that's what I mean. It's that stigma again around it. But that's, you know, I like could the feelings I was feeling associate with my period? Oh, absolutely, because it it intensify a bit. Um, but again, that was more so when on birth control. So, I, I, to me, I don't know what I'd be like if I was still on birth control. And I guess where I'm getting to, and and for this is I ended up getting taken off birth control completely yeah. because it wasn't. I think. What happened was after I got taken off deeper, I went to the doctor and I was like, look, nine months nonstop. He's like, why didn't you come to me sooner? Well, you said it was the 50%. I thought this was fucking normal. You told me it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, guess this is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to the doctor. This is what's happened. This is how I'm feeling. I've only just now had the courage to be like, I'm at, like, I'm in a really bad way. Yeah. Um, I can't do this anymore. Take, put me back on the pill. Mm. Give me back that pill. I don't care if like it it's fucks with my blood pressure. Um, I have to be on something. Yeah. And then he was like, I was like, look, I'll take medication for high blood pressure. And he was like, I'm not going to give you medication for something that you don't actually have, or that you'll have at a, as a result of another medication. He goes, that's just not. That's not that's dumb. Pretty much <laughs> like. Just if you, you know, if you feel comfortable and you're happy not to be on anything and you take those precautions to have sex, safe sex or like, you know, then maybe that's your option. Because like the NUVA for me personally, still yeah. at that point was not an option due to what, you know, whatever reasons I had. Um, and so, yeah, now I'm like, now I'm not on it because, and look, my blood pressure still fucking skyrockets yeah. like without it. So, and again, it's a hereditary thing. I get that. Um, but yeah, but I went through what it was like maybe like three-ish years, mm. maybe two-ish, two, two, three years where I was on birth control. That's not really a long time when you compare it to others, I guess. Yeah, some people start fucking... it when they're like fourteen and just don't come off it. Exactly, and then coming off birth control can be just as hard in the mm. sense of self-image, body, body image, uh, body dysmorphia, all that stuff. Yeah, so I think possibly. Um... And it can take, like, a, if you're on a hormonal method, mm. it can take, like, two or three years for your body to actually start doing its thing completely normally again. Um, I think that's why my symptoms started, because I was on birth control from, like, 14 to 19. Yeah. And then started getting the symptoms, like, no, I wouldn't have been 14 to 19. It was when COVID started, because, mm. because no other bloody birth control works for me. I'm on, like, the most expensive one you can yeah. buy. And unfortunately, when COVID hit, I could no longer afford it. So yeah. I had to come off it. But yeah, I, body image. I think. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, so the first time I came off it, I put on weight and I only just lost the weight. Uh, hold on, let me adjust. My, like, uh, I don't think putting on weight makes me a bad person. I don't think putting on weight is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. But I think it's important to understand that the perfect image is so deeply ingrained in my brain that I don't really get to decide yeah. how I feel about that. I came off it, put on weight, 
lost some weight. And then when I was thinking about killing myself and knew that I could possibly not want to kill myself all the time if I just went back on birth control, I was like, oh, but I might put on weight. Like, I know, and that's that's where your mind that, jumped through that's straight so away. Stupid, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, like it's that's at the end of the day, putting on weight shouldn't be such a big deal to us. But no. I think, like you said, because it's been so engraved into our heads, yeah, that we need to look a particular way because that's how society or people yeah. perceive us. That that at the cost of your mental health you're like, I can't do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like your, yeah, your yeah, head's yeah. in that cycle of like, I can't, I can't gain weight. I couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> but I, and that's the thing, like that's cause it's, it's so embedded in our head that, you know, that's, that's, I'd rather that happen than, yeah. you know, it, it's fucked. It's, yeah. it's so fucked. I think it's, I think it's hard. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, like I, body image for me is a tad touchy in the sense of I've grown up most of my life being, okay, the bigger twin. Yeah. Yeah? That's really hard. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? Because we're so, we're twins, but we're so different. And this, metabolism's different. I get that in every single person. But growing up, there had been times where I was referred to as the fat twin. Oh. Right? Yeah. And it's... Do, like, do you know how that, like, embeds into your brain? Yeah. Like, as growing up as well. Um, and this is a thing. Like, going on birth control, yes, that was the one thing that scared me. Mm. Because uh, at that point, um, I used to run 5Ks every day. Yeah. Sometimes twice a day because I was so fixated on I can't be that twin anymore. Yeah. And that... That's how my body dysmorphia began because a lot of people would comment that I had lost a lot of weight mm. and that's a sort of a double-edged sword just like I know that people are trying to be but then it almost validates that part of your brain exactly like, yeah. oh see like you they you were but like you but for me I didn't see it so I still saw myself in the mirror as being what I used to be yeah and so I like I and this this could probably go into a, like a different episode, maybe in a few se- like in season time or whatever. But yeah. like I I developed a binge eating disorder mm. and bulim- like bulimia from this, and I, that didn't help with being on the pill either. Yeah, it just intensified all those thoughts and all that stuff. And it's again, it's not something. Who knows? Like I I I would love to tell my story to be able to help more people. Mm. But it's a hard one because it's not something that people can understand very well. No. Like I, I thought I hit it pretty well, but turns out I definitely didn't because later on, like I, I found out certain things that people had known, but I didn't have any idea. But this is the thing when you get referred to as the fat twin, and I guess as well, uh, the, I don't know how to sort of word this properly. That like people can't really, you can't. Fat is almost just as yeah offensive in the sense a lot of, of that's it's like a, i'm saying like it's, yeah it's an awkward language i personally don't like i don't understand well i don't but understand a lot of people it. are taking it back yes which, but for me personally like i could never use that word to speak about myself no matter how, uh, i mean i guess maybe one day i'll reach a point where i love myself that much but it holds so much power 
Exactly. Okay. So, and that's that's what I mean. People use it in an empowering way, which is great. Yeah. But the trauma that I have gone through throughout my entire life growing up, it is not a word that I can no. use for myself because it just takes like even like you know when your siblings fight, it would be thrown at me yeah. because it was just the easiest quick thing that people knew would set me off. Yeah. Sibling rivalry. Like, <laughs> fuck. I. I used to say the word. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I love my siblings. Like, yeah. like do anything for them. But, like, I, and you don't realize how no, much. No, because you're you, a nine-year-old kid. <laughs> exactly. Like, and, like, and that's the thing. Like, it's, and it's really hard, I guess, when you see the people you love as well, when they start to talk so negatively about themselves. It's mm-hmm. vice versa. When I see my friends talk negatively about themselves, like, it makes me really upset and sad because I'm like, no, like, if only, like, you knew, like, Jeremy. And I guess... Everyone feels that way about a lot of people yeah. when they do start to talk that way. But, yeah, just, I guess, for me personally, it's not a word that I... No, I 100% get that. Yeah. I was thinking about it recently and I was like, yeah. oh, if we were going to do an episode on body image, like, I couldn't use certain language because, yeah. like, it's it's too much. Yeah, and it's and I, some people might not understand that. That's that's fine. But yeah. I, I got at least, like, yeah. you can sort of understand that. But... Yeah, it's just it's just fucking crazy, like how much like menstrual cycle can affect absolutely at every aspect of things, like your body image. Your... Even like if you've got a day where you're like, "Fuck, I think I need to call in because I can't get out of bed." Yeah, because I'm curled up in a ball. But yeah. you're like, what what do I say? Yeah, and this is like I used to, like I used I don't know I've always um had male leading managers oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. You'd understand, I guess, I guess yes. in a workshop. <laughs> It's so awkward to be like, hey, I'm having horrendous cramps. Yeah. I can't get out of bed. Sorry. Even days where I, like, do go in, I, I like, I can't yeah. do as much. And I'm like, hey, can you lift this wheel? And they're like, I saw you lift a wheel yesterday. And I'm like, oh. Help me, please. Please. <laughs> please. That's the thing. Like, it, that's the thing. It can be so... Yeah, you don't know how to. Yeah, for some people, it's a really draining process on the body. Like, just yeah. you just get lethargic. And then you, and then you're almost like, I'll just go into work and deal with it. But yeah. you shouldn't have to if you're in that much pain. But no, this is what this is what we tell ourselves. Yeah. Because four weeks of uh no two weeks of sick leave. Like, where's that gonna get me? <laughs> Fucking that take me. That would take me that long. Like, even in COVID and stuff. Like, mm. I'm very prone to chest infections. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, usually every winter. This winter, I think because most other people, this winter and last winter actually, has been a godsend because people mm. have been a lot more careful. So I haven't got a chest infection in the drop of the hat. Like literally if I go near a sick person, yeah, my throat. Especially with asthma as well. It doesn't yeah. Um, so that's been good that I haven't gotten sick as much. But like usually one chest infection will wipe me out for three weeks and then that's on my annual leave and I'll have like two or three through winter. And then you factor in like period pain and yeah. random migraines and shit like that. Where's two weeks going to yeah, get me? Yeah, it's, it's the same with like, you know, mental health leave. Like, yeah. I, it's, and that's the thing. I think sometimes I've resorted to when I am having such horrendous cramps and just like I'm all over the shop. I, like, I'm like, I need to take a mental health day. Or there's been time where like, I just need to take a day for myself because I'm yeah. just not feeling. I think, again, it's only been recently that I've been able to do that because I've realize that I'm allowed to and it's okay to. You've been having a lot more open conversations with your leaders lately? I've so I've, I've sort of had to. Yeah. Because my what was going on was starting to affect my day-to-day yeah. work. I was barely getting anything done because I was just constantly 
looking at COVID stuff or just like stressing out about that or internalizing all that, that it stopped my productiveness. And I was like, I need to at least explain why I'm not actually, and you know, people go a public servant, they're lazy anyway. No, like I, like I actually would love to be able to do my job, but I just like, am mentally like the world is fucked. I can't like, and like, but this is the thing. Sometimes it will be met with not necessarily, I'm saying this is what's met with in my job at the moment, Yeah. but some people can be met with like, you know, sort of get over it. Like everyone's dealing with it. You just still need to do your job. It's like, okay, this doesn't change what's going on inside my fucking head. I still don't think I can do my job. (laughs) So yeah, I guess it's like, I hope that there's people that are able to feel comfortable to say, Hey, like I'm, I'm feeling this way or like, you know, I have my period and like, Mm. I I can't come in. I wish it would. I, I hope there, this sounds very idealistic, but (laughs) I hope, um, we're kind of reaching a sort of industrial revolution where workers are able to take back a lot more of the power Mm. and demand that employers have those sorts of conversations with them. Yeah. That'd be great. (laughs) I've definitely had managers before. I've had some great leaders. And I I remember actually um, in my old team, one of my managers who was uh, female, she oh, she was just so great. She's like, oh, you're like, are you okay? And I was like, I have, like, I was just like, it was like, I have really bad cramps. I was like, all right. Yeah. I was like, I don't actually have, like, my period finished. And, like, we sort of second talk. And she's like, actually do you know what? When you ovulate, you get really bad cramps. And I was like, holy fuck, yes. And I, I was, because I obviously had yeah, a track some up. people get ovulation cramping. Oh, my God. I, I And that's when I know that I'm ovulating. Mm. One, because I have a tracker, but also because I get horrendous cramps. I don't get, like I said, I don't get many leading up to my period. It's probably a day or two before, and it's like, okay. Yeah. And then it's gone. Ovulation is fucking buck wild. Like, it's... And then, like, we were able to have, like, it was good. Like, the conversation lasted about 15, 20 minutes where we were actually, like, discussing openly. Like, we were in the office. Like, yeah. it was just, like, just chatting all together about it. And, like, it actually, like, was nice to, like, mm. be like, I'm not actually the only one feeling or feel this way sometimes. I find it very, um, like, I'm not a weirdo, but I'm inquisitive about the way that different people different people's body deal with the same thing mm. because I feel like the experience is very different for so many people. Yeah. And I, I think that's a thing. It's like, almost validating when you get to have those conversations. And it was yeah. like after I felt like, I don't know, I actually left like a smile on my face. Like I, like I just was like, it was nice to know that someone else also feels a bit similar or they yeah. go through similar things when it comes to that time. Um, and like, there was like lots of conversations between like, I think there was like a group of maybe five of us that mm. were just sort of chatting and like someone like, oh, no, I don't really get anything or others do. So it's nice to be able to at least have those conversations in a, especially work setting. Yeah. Because there's at least some understanding there. Yeah. So to summarize. Yes. If it doesn't feel normal, speak up. And if your medical professional won't listen to you, seek more medical professionals which is a difficult process and I'm really sorry about it. And I'm yeah. sorry that that's our reality, but sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a shitty thing, but it's, you know, we want to get the help that we can. I hope for you. Yeah. I hope for you, you have a good experience. Yeah. But... Um. So yeah, I guess like, like we said, with, with menstrual cycle and stuff, there's lots of little things in there uh, that we experience and a lot of physical symptoms, especially Aisha, you explaining what you've recently gone through as well. Um, to sort of make more people aware as well. Like, who knows? They they might listen back to this. Literally, if I yeah. could 
to have someone be like, oh shit, maybe I should go talk to my doctor about the way I'm feeling. That would be fucking sick. Yeah, exactly. Because that way, at least, you know, someone's like, oh fuck. And then like, I don't know, it, it could help them. Yeah. Um. So I guess, yeah, then that's sort of what we want to do with this episode um, and sort of talk about all like, and like we said, like everything's different for everyone. Yeah. Some people might be all cool and there's nothing or they, you know, they might, it might be even worse or maybe, I don't know, everyone's experience is different. Mm. Um, and there's lots of people that experience menstruation. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we hope that this has somewhat been informative for you um, and that you've enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, so I guess that's sort of a wrap on our six. Yeah. Is it six episode? Yeah. Yeah, six episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, as always, follow our Instagram. That being said, dot podcast. Uh, we're on Apple and Spotify. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.